0: to. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy30.
1: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 69 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today is the crew. I got Matt Aguilar. What up? And Janelle Wheeler. Hello. And today we are going to be running down uh, a good mix of news and a little bit of deep diving. We got to talk about Marvel, Marvel's big WandaVision trailer. We're going to do a cool, like a real quick run through the Emmys just to recap the points that we you know, actually care about. We got some updates on the Microsoft Xbox and some of the moves that Microsoft is making after we were kind of slamming them on a, on a certain front. They, they made some big moves that we got to talk about. And we're going to check in with some of our favorite TV shows that are going on right now, including The Boys, Lovecraft Country, The Return of Archer, and Matt is because he has a big wrestling and gaming crossover moment to share. So here's a review re, a review for you today of WWE 2K Battlegrounds. All right, so we got a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it. So let's start at the top and talk about Marvel's WandaVision trailer. So the biggest thing out of the Emmys for us geeks and uh, everybody kind of related to the brand of the show was, of course, the debut of the WandaVision trailer, which is, I mean, let's be honest. This is like the first big piece of Marvel marketing that we've had since... Black Widow trailers dropped yeah. in, like the I first quarter sing. of the year.
2: Hallelujah!
1: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was good to see something <laughs> like, you know, big and Marvel-y kind of coming at us. Finally, it's been a long drought. I mean, the longest. I mean, if Marvel a was a time. drug, yeah, we had to go cold turkey light. on it this year, and, it, and it's been painful. So, it was good to see the WandaVision trailer. And man, did it not disappoint! The uh, trailer basically takes the kind of strange premise that will be kind of starting in which is how is wanda maximoff elizabeth olsen and uh, the vision who's dead back into this kind of retro tv sitcom reality that we find them in and what's going on with that and of course the the trailer did a very good x filesy kind of thing by showing you that this reality there's something much bigger at play here and not all is kind of quite what it seems and can maybe even be a little bit twisted and scary in some kind of ways that scene at the dinner table with the parents asking about the children and Ooh. slapping the table, like and getting kind of like stuck on repeat like that. Yeah. That uh, Yeah. Maybe the situation isn't so stable. Um, and it was good. It's, it was intriguing. I think in my opinion, it was good for mainstream people to kind of get a sense of like, cause this was the show. It didn't fool me and it didn't fool us like on, on this show, like me and Matt, because we've been talking about this since they kind of pitched the premise. They weren't fooling us. We were like, Oh, we see where you're going with this. <laughs> um, that this was going to be a big deal. But, uh, It feels like it is a big deal in the chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and for like normal people it's good because like I said it just looks intriguing and kind of scary and kind of twisted and for Marvel fans it's great because it touched on so many different little notes of famous stories that we know from the comics um, from classic Scarlet Witch and Vision stories to the more modern ones like House of M and Tom King's Vision solo series and that it's fun for all people. And, um, so yeah, I was very happy with that and I, I like everything I see in this and there was actually, there's so much that's kind of cleverly revealed in this trailer, uh, amidst all the kind of, like I said, sitcom and, and costume Easter eggs that are just kind of distracting you. There's a lot of good stuff in here that we'll, we'll unpack. So, uh, I was a big fan of this and this is what's always my, my top personal Marvel, uh, Disney plus show since the beginning and, and I'm sticking with that. So yeah, I'm with it. you on that. We can end on
0: a good note. I very. Exi- I'm just so excited about how it's going to tie in with Doctor Strange. I know that's selfish of me because I love Doctor Strange so much, but it seems so cool and now I'm so excited to read House of M now. Ugh. I was going to ask
3: if you'd start yet because I, I have gotten it. I not started because I
0: was reading Three Jokers.
3: But this is perfect. Oh, I'm sorry. But this it is, is perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect time though because like that is I feel like once you read that, you will you will probably even appreciate all the little subtle hints, even in this trailer alone.
0: Right, uh, I caught some more. of them in yeah. the like Easter eggs, like the bottle was it wine or liquor or something that they're pouring with the House of M. Um,
3: there's the wine. The there's the picture. There's the, the one I just love is the picture of the pig in the background. Oh my gosh, it's great. Um, and oh, Sword! Who who else is freaking stoked for Sword? I am so. Excited for that. Also, Monica Rambeau. Holy yeah, cow. I mean, we got to yeah, we gotta
1: get into all that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Matt just shouted a bunch of things like he had a Marvel seizure or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel There's like, like every Marvel that. fan's doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, the big thing, one of the big reveals was, like I said, I hinted at in the trailer, we get a look at what, the, what, what is outside this literal and figurative bubble that Wanda has created of reality warping, what have you. Um, as Monica Rambo gets kind of catapulted out of out of it and back into the real world. Um, the way she's dressed, presumably, she was trying to get in there and infiltrate, and somehow Wanda, you know, either figures her out or, or she can't get in, and she gets kind of knocked out. And um, this confirms set photos that we saw that she would be a SWORD agent, Monica Rambo, and that she's not going to be alone. There's also going to be... And that SWORD is basically like a new version of S.H.I.E.L.D. or offshoot that collects... People who were specialists through the Infinity Saga, so there's like, or, or, or were involved in it in some way. So you have Monica Rambeau who has her own powers. Um, Kat Dennings is confirmed through kind of Marvel tie-in literature. At the during Endgame was confirmed that she would be kind of recruited as a as a expert or a director of sword. Jimmy Woo's character who uh, from Ant-Man would, who was an FBI agent would also, he was seen in set photos with uh, Monica Rambeau's actress uh, on set. And so he's also probably going to be, have been recruited. So yeah, they're this new offshoot using kind of this cool collection of people who were involved in the kind of early phases of the Marvel cinematic universe. And it looks like one of their kind of things they'll be dealing with is this phenomenon that Scarlet Witch is creating. And you can only imagine what I love about this. And my speculation is, I don't think the series actually ends on a happy ending necessarily. I feel like Wanda might go completely berserk with her powers and it becomes like a much bigger problem. And it goes from S.W.O.R.D. level to like Dr. Strange level. But yeah, I'm kind of cool. It's going to be kind of cool to see S.W.O.R.D. in this, in their whole thing. And I'm really curious to see if it ties back to that far from home
3: post credit scene with Nick's right? Yeah, space. I didn't think about that yet. Oh my I, gosh. I agree with also, Janelle. Like and one of the coolest things about – right now, anyway, like this next era of the MCU, like I was excited for WandaVision. Like when that first round of shows got announced, I was excited for WandaVision and I was excited for Doctor Strange. And the main reason why was because of Scarlet Witch's involvement, just because it opens so many doors. There's so many things you can do with her as a character. And we've seen so many cool storylines in the books. Kind of catapulting off of her, sometimes being unstable, sometimes being whatever, and like th- there's that's why. And they did that; they played on that in this trailer, which I, I thought was really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked.
1: Yeah, and then one thing you're talking about playing on things that open doors. Um, another one that's in the trailer was, of course, uh, Catherine Hahn's character, and I love Catherine Hans; she's so good. Yeah, and we didn't know who <laughs> she was going to be playing, but um, you know, if you watch with uh, subtitles on. Basically, it says her character's name is Agnes, which seems almost certainly like a cover for or a version of Agnes
0: How did you know to do that? That's brilliant.
1: I don't. I just read the internet and people figure oh this gosh. stuff out. Yeah. I mean,
0: I was reading the internet, but I didn't hear rent. that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I do not think of these things.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. Doing
1: people anagrams and stuff. More. like Geekier and smarter than me figure this stuff out. <laughs> I just report it. um so like yeah so her name is probably going to be um she's probably the mcu version of agatha harkins who is of course this uh very old witch in marvel lore and she became scarlet witch's mentor in in the ways of using kind of how to use her quote-unquote hex powers to as like magic full-fledged magical powers and uh helped her kind of learn to do things like the reality warping and stuff like that but uh eventually wanda went crazy and killed her so not so great for her. Um, she's come back like everybody else in Marvel, but, like, yeah, that's the main thrust and of her story. created so fake
3: children, then. Yeah. <laughs> all and of crazy, she
1: kind though. of is connected to Wanda and Vision both. Like, she, like she's the narrator of Vision solo series as, as, like, this disembodied spirit, kind of, like, watching him and all this. So there's all these little Easter eggs from that, like, in her little, in that scene where he's floating around the neighborhood and kind of sees her in a car. Um, so there's questions about how they're going to play that, but it, it seems like that's going to be and this seems like geared towards just evolving Wanda because she's had this weird thing where back in like phase two, they didn't think people were ready for like full magic. So they said she was basically like a psychic because they couldn't say mutants and they were just, they were just like scepter people or whatever. And then it's kind of like kind of gradually transformed a little bit more because in Avengers two, it was this weird kind of thing where it was psychic and telekinesis and stuff, but, now they want her to do the full on, like, Scarlet Witch, because now we're playing in a multiverse and with all kinds of stuff. And
3: it's like – Now we have all the rights.
1: Yeah, we have all the rights. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just go full-fledged with this thing. And, and, yeah, now now we're going full Hex Powers, magic, you know, the reality warping, all that stuff. So congratulations for Elizabeth Olsen. I was very happy for her when she was cast. I'm very happy for her now. And she's doing a great time. job, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a great – no, she's a great actress. I was, I was, like, really a fan of hers. I was surprised she actually joined the MCU
3: because she was such so.
0: A, was I? Yeah. Well, it's so, so funny <laughs> that,
3: like, when she did that whole, you know, that first interview circuit and was kind of like, you know, one of the things that, like, Kevin Feige told me is, like, you don't have to wear the suit. You don't have to wear the comic Scarlet Witch suit. And then it's nice to see, like, in this, we get, like, those playful, ridiculous, like, bare bones versions of both costumes and so it's, good. it's like a weekend or not on both levels right because like the only reason she took the part was like she was guaranteed she would not have to like <laughs> dress like that and it's you know it's great so yeah I feel I mean, like if you fall in love
0: those. with that character you yeah, want to
1: yeah she's been in it so long now that she actually like really enjoys all this so i'm sure like by now it's her choice she's like yeah that will be fun yeah. they love that let's just put it on all right so that's one division. you can check that out and our whole breakdowns on comicbook.com marvel we're gonna go over to the Emmys, and we're, like I said, we're, I mean, this was like the lowest rated one. I mean, granted, TV has been limited this year, like everything else. Um, or this was for like the last year, though. So yeah, so it didn't really matter. But um, nobody's really kind of tuning in this year. Nobody
3: really cared this year. We've got bigger. I mean, it was yeah, it was. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things of like. I don't know. It it watching Hollywood Award Hollywood. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I feel like it was
0: just them being like a group of friends, and like you could tell who were the cool kids and who were the nerds and who were the outcasts and like who were the jocks, and it just kind of felt weird. And I
1: mean, you have a really kind of Breakfast Club breakdown of Hollywood. I think Hollywood's a lot weirder than that. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Right. I don't know if there's jocks (laughs) and nerds and. uh, I, I, I think there's like no. the stoners and yeah, yeah no no just, i don't know if you took a hard look at some of those uh, i didn't i will tables. say this yeah, I, watched was, the, I don't know if that's the, the recaps.
0: Down. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I tried to. I turned it on. Literally, I caught Zendaya's moment, but beyond that, I was like, I, "This is this is just awkward for me." So I turned it off. And then this morning, I took time. It took about an hour to just watch the best moments of. I think it's And that, best that was actually <laughs> injo- yeah, that was enjoyable. It was yeah, of, you,
1: and you yeah. grossly overprepared for what we're about to do. So. <laughs> We're not doing any of that. Like, you know, I don't care about I didn't. I watched hardly any of it. So, all I'm going to talk about are the things, like I said, that are relevant to us. And that's basically just numbers. Um, Watchmen won big in eleven categories. It, it, awesome. it, it won some of the big top prizes, including uh, best actress for Regina King and best actress drama for Regina King, uh, best supporting actor drama for yaya Abdul martin too and outstanding limited series drama. Um, And, yeah, those are both well, well well-deserved. I mean, it won a bunch of production awards, too, Mm -hmm. uh, from sound to – from sights to sounds and music and all that stuff. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, that episode alone with just Regina King and, yeah, 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 Abdul-Martin as the whole kind of how their relationship plays out in Dr. Manhattan time. Um, I think it's called, like, Chicken or the Egg or something like that is – that yes. was just, like, oh. one of the best episodes of TV that I've seen and the best single depiction, like, sorry, Alan Moore, but the best depiction of how oh, Dr. Oh, Manhattan perceived oh, lifetime love yeah. and all
3: that stuff Watchmen ever did. it oh, yeah. fire.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it helped the audience understand
3: look, it, too, especially as, if you didn't have that I'm not good. disagreeing with you. I'm yeah. just saying, I just, yeah, I'm just saying that's, as, you know how the Watchmen fan base can be. Yeah, well, I, don't care. I, don't care they are.
1: I mean, as somebody who's been on Damon Lindelof for for not being able to pull down his big ideas sometimes, who has been on him for ten years like that, and that dude like knows me, I know him, like, and he killed I, it here, man. He killed it. Like, I mean, he did a better job. He out Watchman Watchman in some ways, and he corrected American history in the process. Alan Moore didn't do half of that ish. So you know what you can send this podcast to him and let me know where he, where he wants to meet in the field for like the knife fight or whatever. He hey, does, Hey,
3: Rich, I let's... think we have a podcast. Breakup. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so, well,
1: this Watchmen was, I mean, fantastic. And it's so fantastic that I just, I'm, I'm willing to just let it lie. I, I mean, as much as I want, like another anthology of it. Like, I mean, I don't know if they'll ever do it better or right. catch lightning in the bottle again. So yeah. congratulations awesome. for Watchmen. This was well-deserved in. I mean, it just shows HBO and other places like, yeah, you can take this comic book material and, and do some stuff with it that can actually really matter. So, I mean, I hope it sets a precedent. Yeah. And, I, and it also helps the comic book community maybe calm down a bit. Like, <laughs> somebody took something beloved of yours. They didn't ruin it. They made it really good. And like I said, it corrected history in the process. So like, you know. Mm, let's
0: again encourage wearing masks.
3: There you go. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So double. I I think it's uh, because Watchmen Forever, even after Snyder's, which I liked, Snyder's Watchmen, but like even after that, people were still like, you know, I don't know. It's it's unfilmable. You know, that whole like thing of an unfilmable thing, I don't think that exists anymore. I think it's really just you have to kind of wait for the right take, the right team, the right whatever. Like all the things have to fit. So it's incredibly difficult and most people get it wrong. But I, I think that now with like Lord of the Rings and like all these things that have happened now and all these supposedly the sacred cows, I think that's done. I think pretty much anything can be done. It's just all the right circumstances have to fit. Watchmen kind of goes to that.
1: Agreed. Uh, as Janelle mentions, Endaya won big for Euphoria and oh becoming gosh. the youngest and second black actress to the ring. It was Best, so cute. Best actress lead, uh, lead actress drama and youngest at 24. So she's getting her chips on that way to that EGOT. All right. Good for her. Um, <laughs> Ozark. I mean, I don't have, I mean, that girl's a machine, man. She doesn't need anything. She right is amazing. She's like amazing. She, she, Zendaya doesn't need anything I have to say. She she's a flawless.
0: machine. Yeah. She's so she's, intelligent. She's, she's just killing poised. it. poised. Yes, oh, yes.
1: We love Zendaya. Huge we, fan. She ain't paying us. So let's keep moving. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ozarks Julia Garner won for best supporting actress and I oh, love Ozark. Good. And she's also yes. so great in that show, so she decided. And otherwise, it was basically like Shits Creek and Succession just just swept up the rest. Well, Shits Creek, really, man.
0: So yeah, wholesome though. Yeah. Really
1: so, awesome to see. Yeah, and now the Emmys, the parts that we cared about. Mm-hmm. Alright real quick coming in before the break. Uh Matt's going to we're going to do uh mm, yeah, I mean we're at a weird time stamp here. So uh blah, 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 blah. let's uh
3: yeah. <laughs> do you want do you want a quick run through? Yeah. You...
1: No, let's just take a break now. We'll take okay. an early break, pay some bills, and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of this stuff cuz I want to give you time.
2: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
1: Alright, we're back. So Matt, we're going to go through uh, the latest on the Microsoft Xbox updates. Like I said, um, we, the big thing, of course, is that Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S pre-orders are now live. Matt's going to let us know how that's going compared to PlayStation. And we were just complaining that uh, the Xbox's big <laughs> loss was that it didn't have enough game exclusives. Well, I think Microsoft has heard the call from, from uh, gamers and decided to do something about it. So let's talk about those things.
3: Yeah, uh, so the of course, yeah, the big news, pre-orders are actually live right now, as uh, you're hearing this, and they were uh, live yesterday as well. Um, it has gone better. It is still a cluster out there. Like, trying to find one is immensely hard. Like, GameStop is doing queues and uh who knows how long those will last uh some aren't aren't live yet but most of the big ones have gone live and it's still like crashing websites so regardless of what console you want it's going to be kind of a pain to get one to pre-order one that said both companies have said like they'll have more at launch day so you know hopefully it won't be so drastic as ones we've seen in the past so hopefully you can get a hold of one um but but it is smoother like it was nice to like know when it was happening, what stores it was happening before it actually happened. It was nice. <laughs> so uh, Sony did, since we last talked, of course, um, Sony did apologize for that and said more pre-orders are coming uh, and that hopefully more will be in launch. So either case though, be on the lookout, follow some people on Twitter if you want kind of the up-to-date, like, hey, this link is live now. That's honestly your best shot at getting one because literally in like 15 seconds, they're, they're gone. Wow. Regardless of console, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah. So that's the big thing for that. Uh, the other big news, of course, was that Microsoft uh, bought, uh, made a deal, and essentially bought the parent company of Bethesda. So uh, that's ZeniMax. insane. Yeah, and Bethesda, of course, has numerous IP. I mean, the biggest one, of course, would I uh, well, I don't know. If you would say the biggest one. They're kind of neck and neck. Fallout and Elder Scrolls are, yeah. are right there. Dishonored, though, of course, Doom. All could of Could you those imagine fall. those
0: not being? for the ps5 like yes
3: but oh gosh. most of them uh because like this makes a lot of sense well what okay so first i mean it DL- definitely basis. means
1: xbox going for that invo sill <laughs>
3: <demographic. laughs> trying to be that invo sill console
1: um I mean, 7.5
3: 7. billion for the apocalypse 7.5 7. billion. billion yeah that's a lot I saw that's, that's a money. lot of money now granted it's not a one ip studio so it, it makes sense like you're getting several big ips uh it does kind of solve one of the biggest issues we've had with the xbox lineup is that they don't have a lot of games that like you have to go there for now um this also makes sense because one microsoft has been a partner of uh of this company for a long time so that that they kind of go neck and neck also uh bethesda's roots are on the pc Like all these, their initial deal, like bringing Morrowind over and all these things, they were a PC first company for the longest time. And then they've had console success like over the last like, you know, six to seven years. But they started out as a PC company. So it makes sense that like Microsoft with their whole, we want you to play anywhere. We want you to be on a PC if you want or an Xbox. It makes total sense. The thing to note is that um, currently there are two PS exclusives. Uh, being worked on at Bethesda, uh, Microsoft is going to honor those. So Deathloop, and then I'm blanking on the other one. Um, but both of those will be honored. So they're still going to release those as PlayStation exclusives. Um, in the future, they said that whether it's going to be a multi-platform game will be a case-by-case basis. That's so, what I was about to
0: ask you. They still could release things certain, to the PS5 if right, they wanted to. Ones. Yeah, like right. I
3: feel like if this Fallout. comes down to Bethesda saying, hey, We need to make this amount of money with this guy. I feel like those kinds of games. Maybe you need to get their money
0: back. I mean,
3: I think
1: a lot of this also that price has to do. When I was reading, I was like, I bet they're paying multimedia prices. Like Bethesda started getting that Fallout series Mm -hmm. in there. And all that stuff so these are not just video game ips anymore like i would be ah, very curious a multimedia IP. so yeah. you want yeah. that fallout to circulate to as many people as possible yeah. if you're going to have a series oh. on the way oh because God. the amazon the series does yeah. better
3: if anybody can get fallout yeah exactly. get into yeah. that yeah. world yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense like stuff like doom i think is an ex- exclusive no-brainer that right. that just fits mm-hmm. with their audience or multiplayer focus but yeah this is a huge deal this is really now it doesn't affect the current lineup so like i mean bethesda has been working on stuff for the longest time so whether or not like the next elder scrolls comes only to xbox or not will remain to be seen that's been in production for a while same with some of their other games but it is huge i mean this is an insomniac level like hey bring you into the fold your games are money for us this makes all the sense in the world i think this is great for xbox gamers um the other big stuff uh, was that Game Pass hit 15 million subscribers, uh, which is huge. That's a, that's wow. a great number. Yeah, um, and that kind of feeds into what Microsoft's been wanting their message to be of, like, we just want you in the ecosystem. Doesn't matter where you play, what you play on. We just want that subscription money. Uh, 15 right. million is great. Uh, Next gen accessories. The biggest thing from that was that microcontrollers will work on their new system. So that's great. You've nice. got, you know, an Xbox one controller laying around and you don't want to shell out the typically 70 to 80 bucks.
0: Right. To get A new
3: one. Uh, that's great. That's you know, really now, smart. And the console comes part. with one anyway. So if you want that second controller, that's that's a nice option. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's most of the, the gaming news uh, as of right now. I mean, what do you feel about that adding to the lineup? I mean, does that make you Want to jump into an Xbox now?
0: Like, not right at the moment, but I am now highly considering between the controller, which I think I like the way the controller looks and the way it is held better than the PS5. But the Bethesda depends on the exclusivity because if certain titles I can't get on the PS5, there's a very good chance I would jump in and actually get an Xbox. I've never owned an Xbox in my life.
3: Wow, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Nintendo and PS4 and PlayStation, uh, PC gamer, and yeah, this might get me there.
3: Kofi? Um, PS5 all the way. <laughs> yeah. I, tend to, I tend to ping pong uh, yeah. every couple of years um but and it really just comes down depends on like who has the best games that's what i care about right. a that's, a good, yeah, so, I was, that's a good
1: way yeah to do it. i was xbox all through the 2000s and and now i'm just like older i want to play more kind of exclusive private experience games things like yeah. that so mm-hmm. yeah, um,
3: ps5 so yeah, yeah it's a very interesting uh landscape there but good on microsoft i uh, yeah. on good on that i think they made a compelling argument to like get their console finally and i've been lacking so that's gaming all right, so moving right
1: along, let's do our uh, TV check-in. Uh, let's talk about The Boys, The Boys' latest ep uh, this, that we just kind of saw. Had some things I, I really didn't need to see in it. Um, <laughs> and it, Nailed it. Yeah, but, yeah. the finale, let's just start from the ending, like, yeah, nailed it, right. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, I didn't need to see a Homelander Stormfront sex scenes. And I don't know if it's, I'm just getting older or what, but, you know, the more and more I see sex scenes these days, I'm like, I didn't really need to see that. It's awkward. That's,
3: yeah. yeah. The Game of Thrones burn you out. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I point. definitely did.
1: <laughs> I mean <laughs> it was, I mean we've had this conversation and it wasn't unpopular when I had it last time. But like when I say you, when you've seen celebrities naked so many times, True Blood did this did, did this Oh, oh me. True Blood's. When you uh, like yeah. when you see them naked so many times you feel like you're dating and like you've gotten old and you're like, I just wanna stop seeing this right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like yes,
1: I've seen this. Put on pause. <laughs> like uh, yeah. um, yeah. So basically, like yeah, I didn't need to see that. But I mean, the boys specialize in things that are uncomfortable for me to. to Can we uh, talk
0: about the like? Oh wait, spoilers! Hi yeah. guys, these are all
1: spoilers. I mean, <laughs> the recaps were spoilers. Doing spoilers, like I, got...
0: I'm so sorry. I forget sometimes. Can we talk about the face rip? Yeah. That was one of the coolest. And I'm a Walking Dead fan. That was one of the coolest special effects. Like, uh, oh my gosh. Oh. I loved it so much. I Kimiko, hated it, but I loved Kimiko? it. Kimiko? Yes. Kimiko no. literally ripping you off that the face. Of yeah. face. Yeah. That yeah. I didn't see that. I thought sequence. she was going to
1: like smash his head or something. I didn't so see the did entire face rip coming it out. That was like,
0: amazing. And then made his friends watch. Yeah. yeah.
1: That
3: was, that was brutal, wild. But like, jeez (laughs) (laughs) like brutal in like the best most uncomfortable way I was like oh my god I know you guys
0: don't like the deep as well but I am really liking his storyline I I think it's funny I know but I know like the storyline is kind of like a snooze but I'm actually I don't (laughs) know why I dig it I like that
3: storyline I like like I said I loved his scene
1: with Maeve like that was that was great
3: I feel like that is one of the ones that takes the longest to warm up but I did like it by the end it took forever it to, did. like, give you those moments. But, yeah, yeah like, there are some great moments. Yeah, like, it, it t- it's a slow burn, man. That thing is I think long. it's
0: because I watched so many, like, behind-the-scenes Scientology reality shows, like, yeah. we, like The Arimney and all that. Like, I, I think, I just think it's really interesting that they're choosing to highlight that and kind of mock it. I just think it's, I don't know.
3: Yeah, and it's really, though, when Hollywood. this stuff starts happening, like, where he starts interacting with the other with the seven or other people like that's mm-hmm. when it gets interesting because otherwise it's just him sign. <laughs> yeah, <with> no. <laughs> like, gill scene. Gil seen, that was great right. the gill scene was amazing but like aside from that it's just him dealing with his problems like Dude, I, I made her
1: the better. best because she doesn't yeah. like at all care about him or like tell
2: <laughs> him. But, <laughs> so uh,
3: you think of a pos yes <laughs> <I'm> like,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: uh,
0: he wasn't even surprised
3: yeah so, and I continue yeah. to hate Stormfront and love like I hate her because I love her because I hate her like she's right. fantastic this season. So
1: yeah, yeah, she's like a really great antagonist and just like she's the only other person. You know, I was always worried about like Homelander because like every time he's on screen, you get like real nervous, you don't know what's gonna happen or whatever. But like she's even better because she just like mind F's people so well. Yeah, like just everything's so man, even
3: the mom scene.
1: Yeah, it's oh a total gosh.
3: manipulation on her part to just push whatever she like it's so it's those all those little things right it's great
1: yeah that was great and uh, I'm trying to think what else happened in this episode is this episode when they took on Black Noir or was that last Yes, episode? in the house yes. yeah that was this episode right yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah that that was crazy um yeah because that had me terrified as soon as i walked outside and saw him like creeping on that house oh my gosh oh my
3: god like he really is so scary well i think that's something this season has done way better than the first season like he's barely in the first season right and you don't really get like oh most of the times he's in it it's played for comedy it's not played for like oh this dude is literally like a lethal. yeah <laughs> and, it's like wolverine as a
1: non-talking
3: ninja which yeah even scarier. and this season right off the bat they were like they set the tone and then stuff like this happens and you're like oh my god like dude this guy's face burn off yeah I mean, just, you <laughs> like <laughs> know
1: he's after them you're like that's not good yeah. Like, yeah so good yeah it had good things yeah they did introduce terror like yeah that was great the dog which yeah was i was love that, that. so cute <laughs> And this was like a good humanizing scene. I don't need Butcher to be soft because this episode did a good job of showing the other side of like how you can humanize Butcher without making Carl Urban actually like do stupid dramatic Break stuff. Break it out. yeah. Yeah, just like by telling, you know, Huey the story about his little brother and like <laughs> what I like and you how he is. I like love that
3: scene. Yeah. That scene is so and his on
1: is so good There's like a drug dealer. <laughs> like yeah. so,
0: yeah. <laughs> this is great.
1: Oh my god. Oh man. Like, yeah. And just um yeah, and this was also a good better episode. I like Mother's Milk more and more in this season. Like where he's just listening. He's like, Butcher's so nice I mean, he's like, Tell me everything.
2: Yeah, tell me everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man. But yeah, so um yeah, the boys growing on me. This was like a great episode. Mm-hmm. I forgot this was all packed into like, yeah, one episode. It was a lot better than the episode four for me but um yeah so kind of loving that all right moving right along uh lovecraft country i know i'm the only person still watching this matt did
3: you start i started it i didn't get to finish it but i did start it and it's it's awesome (laughs) that's really good um
1: yeah so this episode spoilers spoilers uh this episode was a pivotal episode kind of this week which is why i'm talking about it which was um which introduced jamie chung's character who has been kind of teased throughout the series. I also just wrote a close to 2,000-word breakdown called Lovecraft Country, what is happening on the show, because it is kind of confusing what is happening on the show at times. So the overall mythology, because individual episodes just pepper in little serialized parts, and all the horror, the craziness, and all the zaniness that's happening. It can be hard to keep track, but I broke it down for you. But this episode had an excellent kind of backstory episode in the Korean War where Atticus was in the war and how he met Jamie Chung's character, Jia, and who she was. Um, And if you're a Naruto fan, man, you will never look at Kurama the same way again after this episode because uh, Lovecraft Country did its own version of the Korean entity, the nine-tailed fox. Uh, In this case, it's kind of a succubus that uh, fills men, I mean, with some Japanese tentacle porn style filling men with, uh, you know, nine tails that come out of her everything, including both her eyes and suck the souls out of these men and just tear them into blood. got to be the
3: eyes. what has got to be the eyes.
1: Oh, that was the <laughs> final part. Like the first scene where they reveal it, they don't tell you that she's just having sex scene with a man. And then all of a sudden this like tail comes out of her like blood and like then like five more come out. And then you're like, what is happening? And one like comes out of her mouth and you're like, okay, this is really gross. And you're like, this can't get any weirder. And then two more come out of her eyes to complete oh. the picture and just, like, sh- shoot into his eyes, and, like, she just, like, sucks his soul out and rips him apart. So basically, you figure <laughs> out that uh, Amy Chung's character was um, a girl whose mother was – she was bored out of wedlock, and her mother married a creep who, like, molested her and killed her, and she brought back her body, filling it up with the spirit, and the deal was it had to consume 100 men. To, to have her daughter become human again. So she's coming down the 100th person. It turns out to be Atticus. And she instead kind of falls in love with him, even though he executed some of her friends while looking for a spy. And like they had this really messed up meeting. Um, and it turns out that she saw the prophecy of what happens in the series, like when he goes home and starts this whole thing and how it could lead to the apocalypse. And, and so that was kind of set up the bigger story of Lovecraft Country that there is this horrible event that's coming and that he is prophesized to kind of die in it. And that was why she keeps making these creepy phone calls to him throughout the series. Uh, you know, kind of see him because she loves him and she's like basically a monster who's in love with him and, and, and trying to do it. So yeah, man, this show keeps getting crazier. I didn't expect it. I just tried to write a quick, concise, like, here's what's happening. on Lovecraft country in, Three days later, in two thousand words, I'm like, I think I got that all right now. Okay, uh, so, I
0: want to watch that so bad. Oh, this, so is, this bad. episode
1: was excellent. Of like, it was almost the like whole series nineteen fifties Asian cinema, like you know Kurosawa styled with like a weird monster tail in the middle. Um, yeah, so it was really good. And the show just impresses because it's like I said, it's like Watchmen. Like every episode kind of offers like a different flavor of something. And they have these like really spectacular episodes that take these deviations into like kind of these themes and stuff. And uh, yeah, this is great. Uh, Finally, I just want to shout out that he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He came back phrasing. Um, Yeah. My boy Archer is back uh, for season 11 and this is a big deal. Um, You haven't mentioned, heard me mention Archer ever on the show because last few seasons I mean, if you've been a fan of the show, you know what we've gone through like the last three seasons over three or four years. They basically put Archer in a coma in like, what was it? Season uh, uh, season seven. And he ended up in a coma. And so then seasons eight, nine, and 10 were these different themed seasons where the eight was like a detective noir world. Nine was uh, kind of Gilligan's Island, an older danger island type of theme. And 10 was a space theme, like uh, outer space sci fi theme. And these were all Archer's coma dreams, quote unquote. But the show really kind of sucked when they did that because, yeah, uh, I mean, I get what they were going for. They were trying to just say the characters are so, like, you know, they wanted to do stuff differently and they were bored. And they said the characters are so familiar now we can put them in different situations and everybody will still love it. Well,. Sorry, but that's not true. Um, Everybody doesn't just love Archer just because of the characters. It was the actual premise of a workplace comedy in a spy agency was kind of a big part of why it works so well with this demented kind of bro-douchey James Bond guy. Um, So season 11 is finally Archer waking up from his coma. I can't remember if they've agreed this is the final season or if they are extending it, I forget. But uh, he wakes up, and so now it's back to the actual premise of the show. And that's the stage just to say, yes, Archer works so much better when you put it back in its correct box. Like, when it's back to being a spy agency workplace comedy, is funny again, and, and this was like getting back to classic Archer. Uh, but it better, because the thing about Archer that can take away from it is when he becomes too bro-douchey for you to kind of stand that actual people would ever not shoot this guy in the face. Um, and this season is different because after he comes out of the coma, he's had like that come to Jesus moment. And he kind of realizes like who he wants to be. And he wants to be with Lana and all this stuff, but it's been three years and everybody's moved on. So everything has changed. The entire formula has changed. Cyril's now the archer of the agency. Lana got married to this kind of boring guy. played by Steven Tobolowsky. Um, like every their the agents now, instead of a bunch of dysfunctional people, they're like a functional, highly successful team. Because, in it basically, the first episode is him realizing that you take him out of the equation and they're all like better off and happier. Oh, like the agency's better, the team is better, like everything's better. And so he comes back and, and it takes him that episode because he's still doing douchey archer and like everybody's moved on. Because this guy's kind of the message is like the world's moved on, like people are more like the things he does, like are not like as tolerated or looked upon anymore. And so like everybody's kind of like moved up. And so it's funny because he has to try to then become a better person, which is now like another funny premise for where the show goes. And uh, yeah, and it has some great guest stars and stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis is in there as a liaison and one. And um, the second episode is like a kind of a uh, blood sport themed episode where it brings back a a classic character from season one in a surprise way so uh yeah it was great and it's good to see it back getting back to back to form archer so archer's now on fx or fxx and it's streaming on hulu and stuff like that so if you want to check that out this is the season to check back in just forget ever what happened in the comas just (laughs) archer had a coma season seven jump to season 11 here we are you know all right so check that out Finally, Matt, you get to combine two of your favorite things in the world, wrestling and gaming talk, into one review of WWE 2K Battle Rack Grounds. Last time you did this, I feel like it was kind of controversial. So uh, what's oh.
3: what feel about <laughs> Uh Yeah, so um, this one is actually the arcadey, uh, kind of over-the-top fun fill-in of the WWE series. Uh, This is not part of the straight up 2K series. Uh, This is just like a brand new thing. It's very much reminiscent of like uh, WWE All-Stars or some of the older games like No Mercy, things like that that were popular on the 64. Um, So this one, there is no straight up 2K. This is the one WWE proper game this year. Uh, And it's really fun. Um, It's one of those things where uh, the main issues with it are actually not gameplay related uh they're more like they're more it's the aesthetic is going to you're either gonna like it or you're not and it's it's weird because in the ring the superstars all have this like you know they're all kind of shrunken down they all have like these over-the-top facial features and you know all their limbs are bigger and things like that so it's very cartoony in that respect but like they still also try to like make them look like the real life people and it's not like cell shaded or anything. So it's, it's just weird, it's this weird mix. And like some wrestlers, it works fine. And other wrestlers just like, that doesn't look, doesn't look anything like them. And it really only comes out when you're looking at the portraits. So like when you're playing in the ring, you like, you'll say, oh, that's Sasha Banks. And oh, that's Bailey or whoever. And if you look at them in these portraits that pop up every time you win or lose, it's like, that's when it comes clear that like, I don't know. Like, it's not quite right. <laughs> Something's not quite right. Some wrestlers look great, but others like Kofi Kingston doesn't really look like Kofi Kingston. At all. I was like, is that ludicrous? Like I didn't know who that was, <laughs> who that was supposed to be. Um, Luda. So, uh, so, like, Luda. <laughs> which, it's great. I love Luda, but it just looks <laughs> weird. Um, but like the gameplay itself is very much streamlined. Uh, you know, it's not all like one button press. You can still strike with, Uh, square and kick with triangle but like all the special moves uh, everything has kind of been streamlined to a point where button mashers can actually come in play this they don't have to know a bunch of things and they can have fun and you can actually win some matches Um, and then if you want to dive into the stuff like jumping off the turnbuckle or going out of the ring and getting weapons like that you can Uh, everything has been uh, simplified to like Uh, submissions for instance in the regular 2k series submissions are still a pain they're overly complicated here literally you can so far i've discovered one you can do and there's one way to do it it has like a very simple like double trigger type of thing and it it makes it fun like you can pull it off and it's not complicated and a lot of the stuff in that in this game is like that. Uh, there's a crowd bar. So like if you, it'll recommend you do certain things to get the crowd hyped. And if you do that, it fills this bar. And that means you can do more reversals and counters. So it ties in the systems a lot. It's, it's more eloquent in how it ties it all in. It actually makes you feel like there's a reason to get the crowd hyped. Uh, also there's ridiculous stuff. So like you can throw someone into an alligator that's sitting on the outside of the ring. You can command oh, remote great. control RAM and literally like guide them around and like knock the person out. There's a helicopter that pops up on one and you can hop up there and then come storming down to the ground and like break the entire ring. And then you can lift the ring post. If you have a wrestler who's strong enough to do that and use that as a weapon, like there's a lot of really fun stuff. Like the, the visuals in the ring are great. Like the super powered specials and stuff have like all these purple and green and blue, like energy things that surround them. It's really over the top and it plays that out. Uh, the campaign mode where you unlock a lot of the wrestlers uh, is really actually, there's like mini comics in between. And it was, I didn't expect a lot of these, um, but actually there's like, you'll laugh a couple of times. Like it's actually well-written uh, in how absurd it is. It's, it's well-written to that point. Uh, this is not Shakespeare by any means, but it's fun and it gets the point across. Um, so there's a lot here. Also it's budget price. So it's only 39.99. Uh, all the, there's like 70 wrestlers in the game. They are all unlockable by just playing the game, unlocking currency as you do matches and things like that. And then, you don't you can pay if you want to like speed that process up, but you don't have to. I have yet to spend the dime and I've unlocked a bunch of wrestlers just on my own. So um, all the DLC for this game will also be free. So we'll have the same thing. So I think they did a lot of, I mean, a lot of the criticisms of the core 2k series were down to bugs glitches and like pay to play stuff. And for the most part, there's still some frame rate stuff here and there, but for the most part, they seem to have kind of honed in on those and just made a really fun, simplified wrestling game that I think like I played it online with a couple of different people over the weekend. It's fun. It's, it's legit fun. So uh, definitely if you're interested or if you've been on the fence, it's worth checking out, especially for that budget price. So,
1: all right, that's Matt's review. Do you still trust him after last year? <laughs> hey man, we'll sure find out. <laughs> we will soon find out. I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I trust you, buddy. I trust you. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for listening in. As always, especially during our quarantine arc, if you're just getting into the show, we put up episodes Wednesdays and Fridays on ComicBook.com. You can listen there on the site in any one of our articles. Or you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, Google Playlist, iHeartRadio. Or you can tell any of your smart home devices to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast and it will start playing for you. I do that on stream all the time. I'll What's literally
0: that? be streaming, and I'm like, Alexa, play Comic Book Nation. And then a bunch of my viewers are like, what did you just do? Alexa's playing Comic Book Nation. It's great. That's right.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. You get Every awesome. time I
0: go to a new friend's house, I'm like, Alexa. viral marketing. Good job. <laughs>
1: I it. I'd like to see it, Janelle Wheeler. Good job. Yeah. So there you go. Boom. Be like Janelle. <laughs> all right. If you want to see our faces, we post episodes on Facebook where you can watch with us in live broadcast every Wednesday and Friday. Check those out. All right. And if you like the show, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review. When we eventually get back into our office after all this COVID madness, we got to clean out that merch closet so all our five star fans will be getting a t shirt sent your way. Damn. We're going to keep Jim working. And our male department, they need to make up for a lackluster 2020. So (laughs) we're going to be sending some shirts out. All right. Otherwise, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Stay connected. Stay tuned in. And we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.